Hi, Nicole. Hi, Renee. How are you? You know what? I am good. I'm so much happier now that we've been able to get this podcast working. hundred <laughs> percent. Okay. You know what? I think halfway through the podcast, we're going to have to tell our listeners what I did to you again. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we can do that. We can do that for sure. Well, welcome. Um, we're doing a joint podcast today. So I'm Renee Ledford from Ladies Living Intentionally. My podcast is Living Intentionally. And uh, we decided that we would do our reunion. Nicole and I have known each other for over 10 years. And this is kind of like our reunion on a podcast. So um, Nicole, you can introduce your podcast, share with them a little bit about what you're doing. Sure. So my name is Nicole Callender and my podcast is called Falling Off the Pedestal. And like Renee said, we are going to do joint because we both have, um, you know, I've been following Renee. I've, I've known Renee, like she said, for over 10 years. And I just love what her ladies living intentionally is all about. So I was just as excited to talk to her. So we've decided to share this podcast and, and just have a discussion with each other today. I know. That, I, honestly, I'm really excited about this. Me too. Me too. <laughs> so welcome to our life. <laughs> yes. I feel like it's so similar and so different at the same time, right? It is. It is. And that's kind of what I put, you know, the thing is we met while we were in school and I think it's because both of us are very passionate and we, we can, well, we learn to respect each other because of our passions, where they interconnect, but also their differences, but just because we're both so, um, you know, I'm not going to use intentional, but we're, we're both so um, authentic in our passions that we know that it's genuine. And I think that that's kind of why we were able to work together for, you know, the length of time that we were in school. I feel like we went to school together. I, I feel like most of our, our projects Everything. were together. I, you know what? And I found that, but I think it's because I connected the most with you out of everybody in our program. And I think it's because exactly what you said you are so authentic and genuine. And that's why I was taking, that's why I went back to school, right? Was to mm -hmm. learn, you know, um, how to advocate and how to um, help others, right? And I, and I found that same quality in you. And I just love it. And you're right, even if we had differences, we respected each other, right? Sure. And, we, and we listened and we both learned. So I think that's why I connected the most out of you. I, and I know there was some times you're like, oh my goodness, Nicole, I can't deal with you today. <laughs> Just like today. But honestly, I, I, I couldn't imagine a better person to go through school with than you. No, honestly, I, and to watch how things have progressed for you, it has been like, I've just sat there in awe so many times. I'll be like, Tony, I'm like, you know what Nicole did now? I'm like, she's doing this now. Like, I, I, I'm so proud to say that, I, you know, I actually know you on a personal yeah. basis, but before you went viral, you know, <laughs> <Right>? um, <laughs> it's like, I remember her from school. And I, I remember her when she was the annoying <laughs> girl in my class. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. Because I know that it was all well-intentioned. Like, I, I don't ever feel like, you know, there was any type of, uh, there was nothing, there was no harm in it. There was yeah, no harm in it, you know? Yeah. That's just kind of how we, we communicated, but we, again, we respected each other and we still were able to get along and, and get our good grades. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I, it became a challenge. I was like, I need good grades now. Like the expectation, right. I think that and hence why now I'm falling off the pedestal. Right? <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Speaking of pet, falling off the pedestal. So, you know, 
I feel like you do so many things. So yes, you are an advocate. You're also a therapist. Now you have a podcast. And um, I guess, could you share a bit about kind of what your, your life outside of your profession is like and how that kind of led you into doing everything that you do now? Yeah, so- it, 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 I mean, like you said, I wear many hats, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I, and I, I'm an advocate because I have two children that have needs. Uh, my one daughter um, was born with a genetic disability called Williams syndrome. And my son's just recently been diagnosed with ADHD and he has sensory processing disorder and a learning and intellectual disability. So um, you, I feel like if you have a child with special needs, you just, you're, you, you get that role automatically. You're advocating right. for um, services. We're not there yet for inclusion and acceptance. So, you know, you're constantly advocating for their needs to have like the, the most intentional life possible, right? Like the, the, the right. more, um, you know, the, a life that's worth living for them, right? Where it's not such a struggle. So that's where the advocate part came from. Um, the therapist part came from going to school with you and becoming a therapist after, but to be fair, it also connects to having my daughter. I went back to school because I wanted to learn how to be a stronger advocate for her. And Mm -hmm. so that I could, you know, um, fight respectfully for resources for her. Um, and then I just ended up finding that I liked helping other people with the same goals. So that's why I became a therapist. And then now I do friends for kindness, which is my nonprofit organization, which also stemmed from my children with special needs, because I realized that there's a lot of kids out there that are alone, they struggle with friendships. And my goal, there's two goals to that. One is to bring them together so that they have friends in their life. And the other goal is to educate on what kindness and inclusion does for people, right? Like I'll have on birthday parties, but I invite you know, neurotypical kids and kids with special needs so that they can learn off each other. So that you know, we all feel the same, we all play the same. And we all can be the friends the same way, right? So it's so awesome. Yeah. Well, it's so you. awesome and it's so needed. Yeah. You know, you know, it's like I said, it was so admirable to watch you do that. But then at the same time, I'm thinking to myself, it's so unfortunate that you had to do that. Right. But you know what? I think this year a lot of people are starting to understand what it's been like for my daughter to not have friends and to not be invited to birthday parties and to um, spend time alone with just me all the time because we've all been we've all been home stuck without you know our social with well in isolation right due to the pandemic and you know I see all the time excuse me my nose is cheap but I see all the time that kids are birthday parties are being canceled and you know how sad parents are to see their kids birthdays are canceled or you know unable to see their friends and stuff and you know as sad as that is I wouldn't wish that on anybody but kids with special needs that's their life even when there's no pandemic they are alone. Nobody's calling them. Nobody's inviting them to their birthday and no one's celebrating their birthday with them. Right. So I'm hoping after the pandemic that, I I mean, obviously we see some good and bad in the world right now. And uh, unfortunately, a lot of bad people are getting really frustrated and pandemic fatigue is real, but I do hope some lessons are learned. And one of that is to remember how this felt so that Mm -hmm. when we see people after the pandemic still living like this in isolation, that they make more of an effort to, to include them, right? Absolutely. And that's why your work is so important. Even while we were in school, there was so much I learned from you, just from you sharing your personal stories. Oh, yeah. thank you. Well, no, you honestly. Don't, don't underestimate how much I've learned from you as well. I mean, I mean, I know before we started recording this podcast, I was talking about 
like Black Lives Matter and you know the the Asian hate that, that that's out there right now that's it's terrible. I've learned a lot about uh, you know Black Lives Matter and and I, I don't even know like is there a terminology like I'm even ignorant to like a proper term terminology. I would I would just say you know the whole anti racism. The anti that's a good like the whole like a whole window of it a hundred percent. But I honestly follow you and I learned because I I am not ignorant to my white privilege right. And mm-hmm. I want, and I mean, it's no secret that I, I love intentionally. I try to, I try to accept, mm-hmm. but I, I have a lot to learn too. And I'm okay with learning and I'm okay with being a better version of me. And mm-hmm. I, and I follow you and I learn a lot from you as well. So I just want you to know that I'm learning just as much from you following Thank you. Thank you. And I think that that's the most important part. I, I think people really underestimate the fact that we need to always stay in a position to learn like we always need to be open-minded enough to know that we don't know it all yeah um and it doesn't matter who you are what race you are or you know whatever your background is there's always more to learn and i i I, as you know you know i'm a christian and i'm a believer and i uh I believe that, I don't think that it's happenstance that God created us all differently. I think that there are things that we are supposed to learn from one another. Uh, I agree wholeheartedly. I, I mean, even with my daughter, I always said that like, I, before I had her, I had her young. I had her Caitlin when I was 25. And honestly, before that, I feel like I was an arrogant, like, I just, you know, I didn't care. Right. I was just living my life, going to the bars with my friends at that point. Right. Mm-hmm. And then, and then I, I, I become a mom, which is already challenging enough, but I become a mom with a child special needs and I'm young. Right. So mm-hmm. a, I had the struggle of people not taking me seriously when I saw that she was having issues. But the second thing is, is that I, I, I had, I, I found that I changed. I learned a lot and she was my teacher. Right. I wasn't just her mom. Right. She was teaching me about like not judging everybody. Like Caitlin loves everybody. Like she does not see race. She does not see, you know, um, intellect or, you know, class or anything, right? She just loves everybody equally. And I've learned that from her, right? Or courage and strength of, you know, going through major surgeries at sick kids and still smiling afterwards. I think I would have milked that for six months longer than she did, right? So, right. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I feel like we need people to ch- show us, you know what, our privilege and also to teach us how to be kind and how to, to love unconditionally and how to have courage and strength when we need it the most. A hundred percent. I believe that. Absolutely. And I get, and that's where our, you know, our ministries, organizations, whatever our passions intersect. A hundred percent. So do, would you mind um, telling like my listeners on my podcast, why you started your your organization and it's ladies living intentionally it is ladies living intentionally so my passion has always been supporting women so as long as I can remember like that's just what it was even when um when we went back to school initially I was taking psychology and um I didn't get to finish my degree which is something that I'm still kicking myself about, but, you know, life happened and, you know, that was the challenge there. And um, when we went back to school, it, for me, it was all about all of my assignments were always about women. And then I ended up going to, um, ended up working with John Howard Society, which kind of flipped the lid on everything. And then I, you know, I became really passionate and, you know, I, I'm always advocating for the underdog. Yeah. And, you know, as, as women, we tend to be in that position 
too often. And um, then I found after having, after having my first daughter, that this was a whole new ball game. And, you know, just as you said that Caitlin was teaching you, I feel like parenthood, even though I'm the oldest of, of, of too many children, <laughs> they were kind of, they were my birth control, but even it, it still didn't prepare me for motherhood. And then having this blank slate of a person and having to teach them everything. And I was like, you know what, there has to be, um, a better way and I was like I us as women need to come together as a community and learn from one another there are things that we don't necessarily have to experience because we can learn them from each other so um you know it took me a while to really get a good understanding of what this is and God gave me this vision and it was just like okay well can we pare it down a little bit like what do I do with it so it's like I started a Facebook group and then um you know now it's evolved into coaching and just encouraging and encouraging young women and advocating for uh, women, well, anti-human trafficking. And it's kind of just taken on this life of its own that I can't really, <laughs> I can't really just, but honestly, I pared out. You found your calling because you are such a, a compassionate, um, empathetic and supportive and I, I could I could de describe so many words about why this is such a perfect calling for you, and I have admired and watched from a distance, and I and I think that the world needed you to be this in this position. So, thank you. Yeah, you're thank welcome. you. So that's just what it is. Living intentionally, ladies living intentionally, is me highlighting other women living intentionally, and then us learning from one another. Yeah. So do you find, do you find, I'm told, I know we're going off topic for a minute there, but do you find okay. that since the pandemic that we've mm -hmm. kind of taken a hundred steps back as women where all like, I, I, I just had this conversation the other day. I mean, I, we're not going to try to get too political here, but I found yeah. that, you know, we were making strides, right. We were getting, we were working, we were getting positions that, you know, we were aiming for, there was obviously still a lot of gender inequality, but all of a sudden this pandemic hits and I find the women are, okay, you know what? You need to stay home with your children because your children are homeschooling. I, I don't personally know a lot of men that are staying home. I found that a lot of my friends, it's like they put their career on hold or they're juggling their career and now being yes. the teacher and the mom as well, right? I would have to agree with you for sure with regards to, um, with regards to careers, you know, career specifically. But I think at the same time that women have been given the opportunity to, um, reflect a bit more about what it is that they actually want. I, you know, a lot of, a lot of us have been in positions where, you know, we're doing our jobs to get paid, but it's not something that we're passionate about anymore. And so it's, I, there have been a ton of women, quite a few women actually that have stepped into their purpose or have created a space for them where there wasn't that before, or have just become reconnected with themselves. Obviously, it's been under, you know, really stressful conditions and, you know, it's probably not ideal. Maybe they don't have the resources to, you know, to move completely forward in it, but it has given them the opportunity to be like, you know what, I actually really love supporting people and encouraging people in this way. So how can I, you know, how can I redefine myself and, and get in alignment with what it is that I actually want to do? I agree. And, and, and you know what, that, that is the flip side. And I do know personally, a lot of women that are doing that they're, they're, they're saying, this is an opportunity now for me to do what I want. Yeah. So I know some people that are going to go back to school after this. And they're like, you know what, you're right. They were just working as a second job to pay bills. And it wasn't really 
what they felt satisfied in. And I do know women that are like, okay, I have this opportunity now to, to, to start over basically mm -hmm. and do something that is meaningful to me. I, I actually, I, I never thought of that, but now that I'm thinking about it, I do know a few women that are doing that, which I think is fantastic as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, who was it I wanted to ask? <laughs> Wait. See, I, I'm so glad we videotaped this so that we can see Renee's expressions too, because I love them. I've missed. No, them. you're not sharing that. No. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I won't share it. I promise. I can't share it. I can't share the video, anyways, because. She's in her, she's in, she does like a lot of podcasters. We do them in closets. So I don't think everybody wants to see her closet anyways, but. Hey, look how nice it is though. It is, I will tell you when we were, so earlier we had some computer tech, technical issues and it was my fault, but I will tell you when I was looking at your closet, I was like, Hmm, how can I get Alex to come and look at that closet? Cause I want him to build me that closet. <laughs> well, that's why I'm in here. No, well, obviously the reason why I'm in here is because it's the best for sound. Yeah, no, I, uh, I've, I know so many podcasters <laughs> that do it in their closets. Like yeah. that, that is for the best. For, uh, that's actually recommended to do a podcast. You do it in your closet because it muffles the sounds and it's the quietest space in the, in the houses. Yep. So as long as I could fit my behind in here, that's what I did is squeeze myself right for in some reason, my room. So I'm in like my basement, which is now my classroom for my kids this room is soundproof and we don't know why because it's not insulated but oh, if, wow. if my kids are in here and we have the door closed we can't hear them so i and i so i just record my podcast in here because it's basically soundproof but i don't know why i have no idea what's making it soundproof because there's absolutely no insulation in the walls in this room but well, it, works. it works it works yeah. so we're it works for us <laughs> awesome all right so nicole yes can you talk to my listeners a bit about your kindness, your, or, well, your organization? So like Friends for Kindness? Friends for Kindness, yeah. Because I, you know, <laughs> we were talking about the pandemic. The pandemic has brought up a lot of ugliness too. <laughs> so I feel like, uh, and I think that this is an area that, you know, a lot of people really need to need to pay attention to like be intentional about that like how can we be kind how can we be you know be of different mindsets you know I, I we obviously we've all witnessed the trolling going on on social media because we have a difference of opinions you know relationships have been damaged but I know that kindness is really really big for you and so how can like how how can we be kind to everyone Oh, you know, I, that's tough because as much as I do live with kindness and it's a big thing and I, and I try to live with kindness. I mean, obviously I, I fall off that pedestal every once in a while. I still try. And so with friends for kindness, like I said, it's basically what's bringing people together because it's adults and kids. It's not just kids who struggle with friendships. And it originally started with my daughter who didn't have any friends. And I asked for birthday cards and literally we got thousands and thousands of cards from around the world. And I bring that up because that was my first sign of how much, like my first sighting of how much kindness is in this world, right? Um, was just seeing these birthday cards pour in for her. And then, you know, musicians saying, you know what, we want you to come to the concert or, um, so 
that was my first sighting of like, okay, there's so much kindness in the world. And I, I didn't even like, I didn't even know how much kindness there was until this moment. And then I started receiving messages from like hundreds of parents saying, you know, I know how your daughter feels because my, my child's never been invited to a birthday or no one, you know, I just sent out 30 birthday invitations and no one's come. And it was breaking my heart because I was seeing the change that was happening to my daughter. She went from a depressed crying every night, um, barely functioning uh, 17 year old and or 18 year old. And she t gave her confidence. She felt like she was loved. I mean, we have emotional needs, right? We, we all do as human beings. We need to feel loved. We need to feel significant. We need to feel in control. We need to feel safe. And if we don't feel those, then our negative emotions get more intense, right? Right. So it's, if you think about it, I know if I argue with my husband, I can argue with you and be annoyed, but he makes me feel insignificant. I, I get angrier, right? Mm -hmm. um, and I saw that she was becoming, there was, she felt start, like she felt loved and she felt significant. And the change in her moods was significant. Mm -hmm. And now we have the pandemic. So then anyway, so my mission with Friends for Kindness was to to bring all these children and adults who struggled with friendships like my daughter was and a connect them socially so that they you know felt significant and loved but it was also to educate um others that you know just because people have differences or you know they have different abilities they still feel the same they can still have fun the same way and and i think in in general i don't think people mean to be mean or exclude I think they avoid, and I think they avoid because they don't want to step on. And I, and I feel like this is about everything, even with, uh, you know, when we were talking about racism or we were talking about, um, you know, if we're talking about different needs or if we're talking about religious beliefs, I think people are afraid that A, I'm, they're afraid to ask questions because they're afraid they're going to offend or they're not going to say the right thing, or they're afraid to invite people like um, kids with different abilities because they don't know, like, what if that person has a seizure or what if they, they can't talk or what if they don't know how to play? So, you know what, I'm just not gonna invite them so I don't get into that awkward situation and then I'm gonna avoid them, right? Where I'm kind of teaching them to say, you know what, no, invite them, because then you'll learn. You can ask questions, then you'll learn, right? And I feel like throughout this pandemic, to bring it back to the pandemic, like you said, it's because everybody's so tunnel visioned of what they know and everybody's afraid to ask or to find out information or to, to empathize or to, and to be fair, I think it's because 99% of the population has been in survival mode. We've, we've been kind of, we've been in survival mode where I've been the same. When the pandemic first hit last March, I shut down for like three months. I, I didn't do any friends for kindness stuff. I just focused on my family and, you know, we were in survival mode. And I feel like everybody was in survival mode. And then we kind of had a taste of freedom. And then, <laughs> you know, last summer, and then all of a sudden we're back in survival mode and nobody wanted to get back in survival mode because they had that taste of freedom, right? But then that's where the ignorance started because then I feel like everybody was tunnel visioned out of the realities or what other people's realities were, or they didn't want to know what, what everybody else's situation because it didn't apply to them anymore, right? And we, uh -huh. we, stopped, we stopped caring as a community. I remember when this first, the, the pandemic first hit, oh my goodness, you can get free tutorials and free concerts on the computer because the whole world was coming together to make sure we were all happy and we were all in this together. Right. And now I feel like it's all, we're all in it for us now, right? And that's the sad part. And I feel like, you know, nobody wants to ask questions. Nobody wants to know other people's realities. 
they just know their reality. And I don't know, that's my, I don't know, maybe I'm wrong, right? This is my opinion only, of course, right? Mm-hmm. But with Friends for Kindness and trying to be kind, it's just that I'm really trying to get people to live as if they still are, we're all in this together, like we were at the beginning, right? Mm-hmm. We're still remembering our vulnerable community members. We're still, you know, loving everybody unconditionally. And we're not I'm trying to get everybody out of that tunnel vision of thinking about themselves only and, and kind of making this a community effort and not an individual effort. I love that. Yeah, no, it it definitely makes sense. It definitely does. And, you know, my target market, especially for the, well, for this podcast, for the most part are, are, you know, moms, Mm -hmm. uh, moms that are feeling overwhelmed. A hundred percent. And, you know, they just, they're just looking for, you know, specific tangible things that they can integrate into their day to make it um you know to make it through (laughs) I think the first thing they need to remember is they need to lower their expectations first of all and know that their best is okay right Mm -hmm. I mean I feel like as moms everybody I don't know about you but in my family I feel like everybody's eggs emotional eggs are in my basket right I have to deal even with my husband everybody oh yeah if they're, if they're angry okay nicole's got to fix this for them they want nicole to fix this if they're upset if they're stressed if they're anxious if they're not mom needs to fix this right, right. i'm going to take this out on mom and that's exhausting that's exhausting in itself not it absolutely to, and not to mention our jobs in our house our my kids school and now everybody's kids schools in their house and then my house responsibilities are still in my house plus i have to now entertain my children because they're home in my house all in us as moms, that's stressful, right? That's not, we're on overload and we're expected to keep showing up to all of this, right? Right, yeah. So my, what I, I don't know, what, what works for me might work for differently for everybody else, but you know what? I honestly stop what I'm doing. First of all, I go for a walk every day. I get out of my focus because literally if you're in your house, the focus is nonstop. I'm always thinking about did my kids finish that assignment? Have I uploaded that assignment? Have I cleaned the kitchen? Have I done my client notes? Have I done this? And I'm always thinking what needs to be done because something always needs to be done in my house right now. Right. So if I go outside, I'm not seeing anything that needs to be done outside, but I can engage my senses and that puts me in the present moment and it helps me relax. So I can listen for the birds. I can smell flowers. I can grab the rocks. Right. But I'm in the present moment when I'm outside and I'm, I'm, I'm getting out of my focus environment, if that makes sense. Right. Oh, for sure. For sure. The thing I do is I don't stress about what's not done anymore. I used to, I used to have to do this a mile long, but honestly, I, I say, you know, this is not normal circumstances. If my kid doesn't get their work done, they're not, I mean, don't get me wrong. I try, we try to get as much done, but if we don't get it done, we don't get it done. Right. This yeah. is not normal circumstance. They're not going to, my kids are young. They're not going to fail. They're, they're yeah. fine. They're fine. Right. Um, if my kitchen doesn't get cleaned, I'm not having anybody over anyways. So who cares if nobody sees my kitchen, right? Like I'm really trying to lower my expectations and not have that perfectionist type attitude because really perfectionism didn't even exist before the pandemic and it doesn't exist now. And then finally, I feel like I always shut down you know, every night, regardless of how much I need to get done. Okay. It's like, it's like shutting the office door when going home from the office. When we had our work at work, we could leave it for the day and come back to it tomorrow. I do the same at home with life, everything, school, cleaning, everything at seven o'clock every night I shut down and it's now me time. 
right? And oh, if, good for you. Right? I mean, I might have to still do the kids' bedtimes and stuff, but I don't yeah. do yeah. anything else. And if I really feel overwhelmed, I lock myself in my bedroom for an hour. And I tell them, my kids are old enough to sit outside in the living room by themselves, right? And I'm like, you know what? I need time to, for me. I'm just going to sit in my bedroom for an hour and I'm locking you guys out because I'm just going to read my book or do whatever just so that I feel like I'm taking care of me as well. And I'm not needing, having to worry about everybody else's needs. Obviously, if there's an emergency, you can knock, right? But, yeah. <laughs> but other than that, I try to shut down at the same time every night as well, just so that I'm not going to bed, still thinking about everything that needs to be done. All right. And it kind of shuts my mind down a little bit. I don't know if that answers your question. It absolutely does. Good. It absolutely does. And now to tie it, tie it back. So initially, when I reached out to you, we were in March which yeah. was Women's History Month. And mm-hmm. I, I specifically wanted to touch base with you in March because I feel like this is what you're doing. You are writing history right now. Um, and so my question for you is, you know, with all of that that's going on in the background, you know, as you've shared with us, a million and one different hats that you're having to make. Mm-hmm. What is it that keeps you on task? for everything that you need to do oh do you really want to know do you yes want, do you really want to know the cheesy thing that I do I have it right beside me okay I'm going to visually show it but I'll describe it since nobody will be able to see this I have a day planner book right with That's not cheesy <laughs> no literally with oh except I took my checklist out because I was going to rewrite them upstairs so what I do is I have post-it notes with my to-do list so that I don't have to rewrite it every day. But um, in my journal, I write, I'm going to try to, I'll show you an example, but I'll, I'll, I'll tell you what it is so that our listeners know what I'm talking about here. So I literally write my schedule. So whatever mm-hmm. appointments I have on my, my day planner, I have a to-do list. So what I do is every Sunday I take some time and I I have this like ongoing to-do list. So everything that needs to be done, I just put on a post-it note. On Sunday, I look at my post-it note and I try to assign days of this week. I'm going to get some of those tasks done so that I'm not overwhelmed with all of it at once, right? I've broken up my tasks to a few a day, right? And then I write down what my kids need to do for school because we're asynchronous. One of my kids, one of them's not. I write down what we need to do for school. And then I check it off. But you know what? I write everything on there. I even write what chores I want to do. I even write laundry every day so that I do my laundry and my dishes. I write my health regime on there. So I write um, what exercise I'm doing. I write drink water and I write, take my vitamin every day. I literally write everything down. On post-its? Well, I, I do it on post Or on your to-do list. I do it on my to-do list, right? But then- That's incredible. But if I have like tasks that I need to do that aren't like every daily things or like, I don't know. So for example, one of the things I need to do is something really silly. Um, I need to like renew my Costco membership. Well, I don't know what day I'm going to do that. So I put that on a running list. But if I feel like this is the week I'm going to renew my Costco, I take it off that list and actually assign it a day. There's some things that I know I might not do this week. Like I want it to wash the windows on my house, right? I'll put that on my list. And then if I feel like this week I can fit that in, I'll take it off the list. So I have a running list as well. And it sounds complicated. It sounds complicated, but once you start it, like it's initially complicated to write it all down, but then you just keep it going, right? You just add to it and it keeps me on track. So, so that, basically you've created a wonderful system. I, uh, yes, most of the time. 
some days I forget to look at the system when I'm burnt out and then I'm, I'm like, oh, I was supposed to call somebody yesterday and I didn't. I'm not perfect, but it, I, you know what? I just, I have so many hats on right now that yeah. I'm going to, I can't manage all my hats in my brain and I For have sure. to have it on paper and I write it on paper because I remember it better on paper than, and I find if I use my iPad or a computer, it just all looks the same to me. And I, I yes, right. I agree. Where, and my, my, my notebook here, I can color coordinate. So like friends for kindness is a color yeah. appointment, is a color to do list. So I can see what's important. If I see an orange color, I know there's a big appointment of an appointment that day. I can't ignore that. Right. If, that so is awesome. And mind you, the system isn't completely new. I feel like I remember <laughs> you having this system. When <laughs> I, we were I did. It isn't new. It's just more complicated now. I don't think I had that much to write. You're right. I've always been a journaler. And I've always been a color coordinated person. And I might tell my clients to do journaling as well. But you know what? Here's why, why journaling is important. It sounds so cheesy. And I, and I want oh, it to, is. But I'm going to tell you why I tell my clients to do this. Because I only see clients like once every two weeks or once a month, right? And if I say to my clients, hey, how was, your, how was the last two weeks been? They'll be like, oh, it was terrible. You know, yesterday I got a flat tire and then I spilled coffee and then, you know, my boss reprimanded me for this. And I'm like, oh my goodness, yesterday sounded awful. I go, what about the rest of the two weeks? The thing is they don't remember the, do you remember what you did last Tuesday? Nope. Not no. even yesterday. Right. <laughs> right. Neither do I. Right. Nobody remembers what they did. So now because you only remembered yesterday or my clients will only remember yesterday, if yesterday was bad, their brain will automatically feel like the last two weeks was bad. Right. Right. But yep. if they can write down how they're even a couple points every day, like good or bad, they can be reminded that, you know, it wasn't a bad day. I actually had a good day. I had another good day. And now they're retraining their brain to say, you know what? I've actually had more good days than I had bad, right? Mm -hmm. It's kind of like when you were 13 and if you ever wrote a journal and you read it and you kind of laugh at yourself and you're like, I can't believe I acted like that when I was 13, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of like that's how we do now that's what I do now I just so I remind myself that it wasn't so bad once I've calmed down right or maybe I'm overreacting maybe the stress of COVID is getting to me and I need to like put, check myself in areas right so for journaling. sure I have like so many benefits of journaling I preach it to anybody that'll listen to me oh I agree <laughs> I agree and so do I so do I Yay. in fact I had a conversation with somebody last night <laughs> about that yeah, no, for sure. Yeah, no, I'm a huge advocate for journaling. I go back to my journals from, you know, years before. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like it, it's fascinating. It's actually encouraging. You yeah. know, it is, it's very therapeutic and yeah, no, it's great. I, I am a huge advocate of journaling as well. I agree. And it's, it gets your thoughts out of your head and puts them on paper. Oh, right. Absolutely. So you know, then it helps you release them. So you're not, they're not yep. stuck in your head. For me, mine's organizational because I got so many hats. But again, it, it helps me sleep because then I'm not trying to remember it all. Like, could I be mm -hmm. paranoid? I'm going to forget something. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to forget it because it's on a piece of paper now, right? Exactly. So, oh, it's all good. There we go. <laughs> so, I mean, I, I know I'm, I know this has been more about me, which which was the original plan. But I don't. Know, what if is there something that you've learned? You know, living intentionally this last year with COVID. Oh, there's a ton. What, are you saying? A, what, what have you learned the most about yourself or about, you know, 
society, people, life. I don't know. There's so many lessons. So I think the first thing that I learned, like right at the beginning of the pandemic, was that um, I was much more of a control freak than I ever thought that I was. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Here I was thinking I was laid back and, you know, easygoing, (laughs) and I'm not, apparently. (laughs) So it was kind of like that that initial oh well I guess I just really need to let go um it was one of those reminders that I'm not in control and so I kind of needed to flow a bit more and uh, I and then um I have absolutely learned to not just let go in terms of like control but with just like you were sharing uh not allowing these little things to to bother me as much so not feeling like I have to stay on top of everything I really just you have to prioritize differently so what seemed you know critical or crucial so you know being that I'm an advocate for education and whatever it was kind of like you just do what you can so and kind of and just have really grown in terms of patience with my kids with regards to that it's like knowing at the end of the day you know my youngest is an sk is she going to be you know, 15 and can't write her alphabet correctly. No, she's right, not. Right. You know what I mean? So <laughs> kind oh. of just, just giving everybody the freedom to, to just be and exist and function at our best, whatever our best is for that day, just allowing everybody to have that flexibility. Uh, I just, you're just trying to slow down too. So slowing down and being more present. And then, which also means being intentional. <laughs> <laughs> and, and blowing kisses to your children when they interrupt your podcast. <laughs> <laughs> that was awesome. <laughs> how, how can you give a death, a death stare when, you know, they're cute? But I still feel like that was intentional living. But you said, you know what? I can, at this moment, can blow you a kiss instead of give you the death stare. I think that was fantastic, yeah. actually. I think, yeah, no, for sure. I think the lesson I learned was exactly the same lessons as you, but mostly I used to be a big people pleaser before the pandemic. Like I, everybody mm-hmm. had to like me or I thought there was something wrong with me because I didn't want people not to like me. I've learned, especially like you were talking about negativity and the trolling and stuff, right? That I've learned that there are nice people in this world who do good things, but they're not my kind of people. They, we just have different values and goals and that's okay, right? That is okay, right? But it doesn't mean it's something that's wrong with me or something that I'm It just means I have different values and goals than that person, that they're still a nice person and they still can do good things. We're just different people and that's okay. Mm-hmm. But I don't need to please everybody anymore because there are some people that I'm not their person and they're not my person and that's okay. I think that's what mm-hmm. I've learned the most this year so far. Oh, good for you. I think I'm still learning that. I have my days, don't get me wrong. <laughs> You know, I, I say all this stuff, but I, I'm far from perfect. Like there's some days where whoo, even me as a teacher, I'm like, <laughs> I think I need to send myself to the principal's office today. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Just, let's, we're human. We're normal. But I, uh, I, I feel like I, I've grown a lot in that area where I'm not trying to people please. I That's am, awesome. I'm still living. Like I'm still nice to people. I'm still kind even to the people that have differing opinions to me. I mean, if you're, if you're rude to me and you're ignorant, I'm probably going to meet you with rudeness and ignorant. I try not to, but sometimes, especially now we're all stressed out, but I'm okay with difference of opinion. I'm okay mm-hmm. with, I've always been okay with difference of opinion. I feel like if there's a difference of opinion, I can learn as well. Right. And I can grow and I'm always aiming to 
to be a better version of myself. But uh, yeah, no, I feel like the people pleasing, I am not as much of a people pleaser anymore. And I, I'm starting to understand it's not because of me. It's just because uh-huh. I differ from other people sometimes, right? No, that's great. That's yeah. great. Yeah, I'm thinking about myself. Well, I don't know. Yeah, I used to be much more of a people pleaser, but at the same time, not. Like it, it's, <laughs> it's funny. It just, it just depends on what it is, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, just it depends on the subject matter. But I'm like, also on social media, because my nonprofit is all through social media. Like all our don't, we're 100% run by donations and it's all through social media. And especially with COVID now, we're not even doing events. So all our events are on social media. And so my, I have a big presence. I know I, I, there's some people like the people, like, like I said, I'm not their type of people would say that I have an addiction to Facebook and likes and stuff, but that's not it. It's my networking for my organization is through social media. The people I'm reaching are all on social media. So the downfall of that though, is I'm seeing all the negativity and I really need to, to balance that out as well. Uh-huh. Right. Uh-huh. As much as it's kind of like my job on social media for my nonprofit or as a therapist, or even, you know, my family lives in Scotland. So even to connect with them, we're connecting through social media, but the balance, I'm finding I need to balance better of well, getting sucked in. You know what, for anybody to make that assumption about you, clearly they're really not your people because they don't really <laughs> at all. Well, I appreciate that. Yeah. Um, I appreciate that, but I do get sucked in sometimes, right? I, I feel like sometimes I get, I have triggers. We all have triggers. Oh, for sure. Right. And uh, so I, I'm getting better and not responding. There's sometimes I type an answer and I'm like, delete, 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 delete. Don't even get it. Don't even, because I know it's not going to go anywhere productive. Right. Right. But I do have triggers sometimes. And if you catch me when I'm really tired, every once in a while I'll engage like every other human being. And then I'm like, Oh, why did I engage? <laughs> so you do everything that you do and you don't have a virtual assistant. No, no. Is there, does that exist? Oh, well, we'll have to take this to a new, to a next episode <laughs> yes. because there needs to be some serious offloading so that you can go to your next level. See, so Renee and I knew we probably need more than one podcast together because yeah. I feel like this one we've we've already like over talked, but um, <laughs> absolutely, you're gonna have to teach me about. I had no idea I can get a virtual assistant. Oh, you absolutely can. Yeah, yeah. I feel like you've just changed my life. For I have already. <laughs> Now I'm going to think of, oh, okay. So, and honestly, yeah. like, you know, to my listeners, I, I am trying to convince Renee to be a therapist with me because I think, you know, following her, she would be an amazing support for people and an amazing advocate and an amazing helper. So I feel like I'm going to help her and she can help me with a virtual assistant. We're going to help each other. <laughs> right. Oh, for sure. For sure. And really that's not going to take much convincing on my end. That's definitely something that I'm more than open to and excited about. Cause as far as I'm concerned already in my head and in my heart, it's done. You're already doing so, it. You're just doing yeah, it right so now. You need it. to do it on a, on a more professional like level where you're yeah, gonna, official. Official. That's a good yeah. word. Right? Yeah. So we're going to get there. Cause I think out of anybody in this world, you definitely have the, it, it takes to be a therapist. It's not only do you have to have that empathy and the compassion understanding and the, you know, you, and I, I'm trying to figure out that connect, you have to have a connection with people. It's the mm-hmm. connection, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I can have all the tools under my belt to help somebody, but if I don't have that connection, I'm going to not going to help anybody. And I feel like you connect so deeply with people that 
this would be it's absolutely would be something that you would be a perfect fit for you awesome I'm like, honestly, I'm, I'm like so excited about that. I can't wait. I can't wait. It is going to happen. So we, we are going to do this. We're going to make this happen. Yeah. And um, yeah, let's go. Right. Let's go. We'll do it intentionally. See, I knew it. I, I've loved talking to you today. <laughs> Thank you so much for your time. Yeah. Because I, I, I know it's hectic and I'm assuming I was on one of those post-its. <laughs> you were, you were actually, it says meet Renee. Actually, it's not on that page. But it did say that. I did write it in for today. I'm in February on this book right now, but it did. It says meet with Renee and then I highlighted it so that I wouldn't book anything around you today. Awesome. So I hope That's I can write that again soon and we can do this again for sure. Let's go. Yeah, let's Yay. do it. Yeah, we'll just set another date and hopefully this time we won't be on mute for 45 minutes. Okay. So before we go, I have to explain that. Okay, so Renee... <laughs> Okay, everybody, my listeners would know, my <laughs> listeners will know that I am not domesticated, but I also, I do really stupid things all the time. So Renee was like trying to get her microphone to work and I couldn't hear, I could, she could hear me, but I could not hear her for 45 minutes. We must've sent each other like three, four Zoom links to try to get this to work, to realize my headphones weren't <laughs> plugged in all the way. So... I couldn't hear her because my headphones aren't plugged in, but she said, Oh, that's what it was. <laughs> well, it wasn't at the beginning. At the beginning, she did. To be fair, it wasn't all my fault. I, I was probably about, I was probably about 30 out of the 45 minutes because she didn't have a microphone on at first. But I feel like when I went to go help Alex, I think I pulled my headphones out. So I feel like from that point on, it was my fault. But before that, it probably wasn't so I feel like I'm half to blame for this but regardless she's still laughing she's still smiling she's still looking as beautiful as ever so I am glad that she is still talking to me after the 45 minutes of trying to get this to work I was determined to make this happen (laughs) she she has Renee I mean I know you guys don't know Renee but Renee has such bright facial expression that she was still she was still kind looking with them right even though I could tell she was freaking out she was like laughing and smiling and i'm like okay at least she's still laughing and that smiling. was me being furious i know <laughs> but if you can be furious laughing and smiling i think then that's awesome man because i would have been like not so smiling. oh my gosh and yeah well i'm glad we got it to work anyways yeah me too me too it's been good i'm glad we got the opportunity to somewhat catch up and, and be able to do this and connect and kind of share bits and pieces of our lives with each other and then ultimately with our listeners yes i have missed you my friend oh i know me too i i, I don't know we need we need like another follow-up conversation to this yes. to be like what the heck happened yes a hundred percent i don't know how we allowed this to happen for like so long and, well I think it's because we had children and then our lives oh yeah completely yeah. Different yeah. Direction. yeah for sure so I think that yeah. must be but we're gonna we're not gonna let that happen again in the future That's right. Right? no right. you have anything else you want to add before we sign off um oh so what I would like you to provide to yeah. my listeners is how they can find you Ah, that's a good one because I'd like you to do the same after I'm done. So um I actually made a website with just my name just so that yes, congratulations on that Right, because I just had so many hats and so many different pages that I feel like I couldn't keep up with all the pages and all this. I just put it's www.nicolecalendar.com. And in on my webpage, you can find 
my friends for kindness. And there's a link to get out to the friends for kindness stuff through that page. I have uh, my therapist, my Bay Ridge Counseling Center page on there. So you can connect to all my different hats on my webpage, or you just look up Nicole calendar on Instagram or social or Facebook. And I share everything on there too. So what about you? Okay. So for myself, I am Renee Ledford on each platform. So it's R-E-N-E-E-L-E-D, F as a Frank, O-R-D, as well as ladies living intentionally, exactly how it is said is how it's spelt. And I am on Instagram, Facebook, as well as Clubhouse. So Clubhouse I is a spot. I get on the Clubhouse. I've been yes, trying to get on Every time I go to get somebody to get, you have to get somebody's email and phone number. They, they don't yeah. have enough left to give me. Oh, I, ha- I can, I can, I'll send you one right now. You need to send me an invite. I, I will. I feel, I thought I did already. So I will send you one yeah. and then we'll just start moderating rooms. So exactly how we're speaking right now, we will speak and other people can just jump in our room. Think about that. Think about yes. that. Oh my goodness. I feel like, yeah. this, I feel like this podcast may lead to other projects, Renee. Uh, I, you know, I'm not, I'm not saying that it's not, I think so. I really, I, think- I, I feel like there's a lot of possibility because when I get stuff like that turning in my head, I'm like, I know, I feel like there's possibilities of so much like helping oh, yeah. and living intentionally. And it's like, yeah. ah, I'm excited. Yeah. That's how I feel. I'm like, I'm just like ready. To, I have my notebook here. As soon as we get off, I'm like, I'll just be writing notebook. I'll be up to like three o'clock. Tony will be like, go to bed. I can't. I know. My kids will start school, go back to school tomorrow. And I'll be like, oh Oh, yeah. You know what? I think we need another day off guys. Cause mommy didn't sleep very much last night. Are you journaling again, mommy? Yes. I'm journaling. (laughs) It was my self care. I am so grateful for you. And thank you very much for inviting me to your podcast. And in turn being on my podcast at the same time. Awesome. Yeah. Like, thank you as well. Like I, you are more than welcome. I'm glad that we're able to reconnect. And honestly, I'm really excited about what's coming up. Me too, darling. I know it's going to be good. I'm excited too. All right. So I'm going to sign off now. All right. Thank you.